This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are live. We are live. Zach and I are here uh, with Upper Hand Fantasy. We're going to be doing a 12-team mock draft on Sleeper, half PPR, 12 teams. Zach, what's up, man? You, you excited to get this draft going? Yeah, I'm ready. It, to get into this draft, it's going to be awesome just to get, you know, working with the followers and just analyzing what's going on, especially with all the news coming out of training camp right now. There's plenty to talk about as we go through this draft. 100%. 100%. So, like... You know, we're basically, you know, a bunch of <laughs> – I put this story out, and in seven minutes it got filled. So I'm hoping that, you know, everybody who signed up for this mock is here. Hopefully we don't have any anybody who <laughs> is going to cause any auto draft, but it's going to happen. We know it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but but it's all right. It's all right. Let's go ahead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share my screen so you guys can see the sleeper uh, tab here. Make sure that's shared. All right. And then I'm going to make sure – there we go. There we go. Now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. All right, guys. We're going to get this started. We're going to start in three, two, one. Let's get this draft started. So I have the seventh pick. Uh, I probably should have told Brady. Hey, Brady. We're up. Clock is running. 30 seconds. <laughs> we're going fast we're 30, he, this is, you know, Brady's, Brady's going to be so pissed. He's going to be like, yeah. dude, you don't even tell me we're started. I don't care. I don't care, Brady. Well, it's all good. <laughs> first overall, first overall is pretty, you know, it's either Christian McCaffrey or Jonathan Taylor. So I don't think he's going to go wrong. Exactly. And it's probably going to be JT, right? JT is number one on this, uh, on sleeper here. So right. it, it makes sense. Oh, come on, dude. All right. So Andre's here. That's good. We have most of the guys here, which is good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. So I'm Andre's saying. up. Uh, Andre's up next. Oh, he took Derrick Henry, by the way. I guess he had it queued up. Oh, really? I guess he had it queued up. Yeah. Derrick Henry went number one overall. Uh. Jonathan Taylor went number two. Christian McCaffrey went number three. Listen, if I was going at number three and I got Christian McCaffrey uh, with the third overall pick and I was sitting at the 103, I'll be I'll be stoked. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Austin Eckler coming off the board now. Let's go. Uh, people, back. you know, in the chat talking about like, dude, what happened? Like, where where did where was the sign up? It was in my stories, guys. <laughs> it was in my fast. stories. You gotta, got you gotta pay attention to the support. Instagram, Instagram stories, Instagram stories. That's where it's at. All right, yeah. First wide receiver. So it went Austin Eckler after Christian McCaffrey at the one hundred four, one hundred five. Justin Jefferson, uh, and then followed by. Let's see. We'll find out in eight seconds. Um, I think it's gonna be an auto pick. So by the way, Zach is sitting at the at the turn. All right. So if you have a if you have a <clears throat> if you have something by the turn, uh, you, you're gonna be looking at Zach's team. All right. So I'm on the clock here. 
Uh, Dalvin Cook is sitting on the board. Love Dalvin Cook here. Jamar Chase is sitting on the board. Love Jamar Chase here as well. Uh, and yeah, like I, I, I have Dalvin Cook pretty high up on my board, so I'm gonna go Dalvin Cook here. Um, listen, Jamar Chase for me, I like him. I like him in the first round, the middle of the first round, because he just has so much upside. Like if you look at how many targets he had last year, like he didn't have, like he didn't have that many targets. Right. I think he only had less than 130, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 128 targets last year. Still, still put up almost 1500 yards, dude. Like. Is a very, a very good possibility that he ends up with like 160, 165 targets this year, right? Right. And, like you, like you, know, you were talking about with the uh, pace of play, likely going to increase. I think that is definitely within reach. Yeah, yeah, and you know, there's they're gonna get it started from the beginning. It's DeAndre Swift, too, you know, like there's right. no. DeAndre Swift, yeah, you know what's funny, man, with DeAndre Swift. So after my my pick at the one seven, uh, Dalvin Cook, then Najee Harris came off at the one eight, Jamar Chase, followed by DeAndre Swift, followed by Joe Mixon. You're on the clock. I'm going to talk about DeAndre right. Swift, but first, you make your picks. You have two picks. So here at, at I'm sitting here. You know, I'm looking at Travis Kelsey still here. I'm looking at Devontae Adams still here. I'm looking at Stephon Diggs, and I'm not sure exactly what Devontae Adams' target share is going to look like. I don't really like drafting a tight end this early, so I'm going to go Stephon Diggs here. At the 12th overall, I'm going to turn around. I think I'm going to double down at wide receiver. And this has kind of been my plan heading into drafts all along, where I'm going to go back-to-back wide receiver here at the turn and try to get some mid-round running backs later on. I'm taking C.D. Lamb to go for that upside. I love it. I love it. I love it. C.D. Lamb and Diggs, man, like what a start, right? These guys can legit be the wide receiver one and the wide receiver two at the end of the year, right? Like they – both have that top side so I, I love taking those picks now you know the fact that you took these two wide receivers you're going to be pretty focused on running back right, right. uh you know moving moving forward now this is if you look at this roster we are starting three wide receivers in one flex no defense no kicker okay mm-hmm. so so yeah so i'm on the clock here Nick Chubb on the board. You guys know I'm not going to take Nick Chubb here. Alvin Kamara's on the board. We don't know what happened to him. Let's see if any any notifications came in for Alvin Kamara. Nope, not yet. So, listen, I, Aaron Jones is on the board here. I like him here. I like Leonard Fournette here. Um, there's a bunch of wow, wow. This is see, I'm not I'm not used to this age ADP here. But I think I'm going to go. Oh 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 oh. Did, did I do it? Oh yeah, I did it. Aaron Jones. Fast. All that right. Was fast. Yeah. <laughs> So you went to running backs to start. I went to receivers. That's interesting. I mean, I like yeah. Aaron Jones, definitely. You know, I think he has the upside that you need. I mean, in second round yeah. pick, I mean, I don't think he can really go wrong where he took him. Listen, honestly, I, I panicked a little bit there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so it was between, for me, it was between Aaron Jones and Leonard Fournette. Right, and he just came off the board. Now uh, the those eight. were the two guys kind of in between. He just came off the board. Uh, right. Nick Chubb came off right before Fournette, right after Aaron Jones. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to talk about Swift real quick, man. Um, I'm thinking about moving DeAndre Swift above Najee Harris this year. You know, that, I, I that's think interesting. I'm <laughs> ready to move him up. I, I'm ready to move him up big time. Um, just kind of like I, I was doing some projections, and in especially in full PPR leagues, I think that DeAndre Swift has the upside – of you know top top three top four back potentially so and 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 Najee Harris yeah he has you know he could do that because of his baseline in in touches and opportunity but yeah. uh I just don't think he has the same type of upside that a lot of these running backs do and I know you're you're big on Najee Harris this year um, yeah yeah 
So like I I have a feeling that the next time I put out some rankings, DeAndre Swift might be ahead of Najee Harris. That that that's really interesting. I think for this draft, because it's half PPR, I wouldn't do that. But if you're talking just hold PPR, I think yeah, DeAndre Swift definitely has potential to be top five, maybe even top three, four. I just think Najee Harris is locked in for more work on the in the ground game. Um, you're on the clock again, so I'll, I'll let you right. you know talk through your pick. Sure, sure. All right, so I'm at the three seven here. Mark Andrews, Debo's on the board. AJ Brown is on the board. I just feel like so I, I really like T Higgins here. I like Debo Samuel here too because he's you know that's a pretty pretty significant in the third round. You know, getting either of these guys, I'm really happy with it. Um, and I think I want a piece of the Cincinnati offense. So T Higgins. Taking him over Debo Samuel. Uh, listen, Debo Samuel, I have him ranked uh, below T. Higgins. I have him ranked, I think, at like twelve or something like that. Uh, right. He just got his. He just got his his paycheck. So good, good for him. Uh, <laughs> but I just think that there's a lot of variables in that San Francisco offense um, that might, you know, change things up just a little bit for Debo. Right? We, right. We, it's not the same exact situation going into next year. All right, you're on the clock. Two picks right. coming up. So I am thanking God that David Montgomery fell as far as he did because I watched Cam Akers and Brees Hall come off early third round, which I hate because those are the guys I was targeting. So I'm happy to take a relatively secure running back here in David Montgomery at the turn, 312. I don't think it's awesome value, but, you know, I don't have a problem taking there given what the rest of my team looks like. And then, I mean, I have my two wide receivers locked up. I have a decent running back. I'm not really going to go for a second running back here because I don't really like any other guys that are in this ADP range, I don't want to reach on anybody. So I'm going to turn around and I'm going to take Justin Herbert, someone that I'm really high on this year, get the second quarterback. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I had to do it. <laughs> That's your guy, dude. That's your guy. That's your guy. I love it. I love it. All right, good for you, man. I'm, I'm glad you got your guy. I'm very happy for you. Uh, you oh, know, if yeah. this was a real league, you know, I, I feel like you, you would have been stoked you know, with this start. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, but absolutely. David Montgomery, David Montgomery is one of the last like every down backs that you're going to get in drafts, right? So right. Uh, he might not have a ridiculous amount of upside this year, but I think his upside might be a little bit uh, underrated. You know what I right. mean? Like he's the way way he's, the way, the place that he's being drafted right now, it's like nobody really wants him, but everyone understands what the workload is going to look like. Yeah. Um, all right, so. You got you on the clock. Listen, uh, I like Deontay Johnson here. I like Jalen Waddle here. Um, I'm going with one of these guys, and I think I have Jalen Waddle ranked above Deontay Johnson, so that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go Jalen Waddle. I like – so I, <laughs> it's funny because, like, you know, a guy like Corton Sutton is still on the board there. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I have Corton Sutton ranked above him as well. Uh, yeah. Amari Cooper was on the board. Marquise Brown's on the board. Allen Robinson's on the board. So – I'm playing the ADP game a little bit on sleeper. You know, I have these guys right. kind of a few of these guys are ranked above. Like I have Quentin Sutton ranked above Waddle. Uh, I have uh, Marquise Brown ranked right in that tier. Allen Robinson above those guys as well. So I'm playing the ADP game to see that, you know, hopefully I can get these guys on the way back. Right. So whatever platform you are drafting on, you kind of want to play that game because if you reach, then you're not going to be able to get the value that you're looking for in all these guys. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, definitely. And because if if, if I if I grabbed Colton Sutton, right, with at four six, you know, there's a chance that Sutton might be there on the way back yeah, in the fifth yeah. round. Right. You know what I mean? But instead, I grabbed Sutton and I got like a worse value at five set in the fifth round instead of grabbing yeah. something like Waddle and I can combine him with Sutton. Right. 
And it's a lot easier to play the ADP game from the middle of the round as opposed to where I'm drafting from me. Like, you know, I, I didn't want to reach on Justin Herbert there because, you know, he's a quarterback. I think there are a bunch of other players that were still there that I would have liked to have. But at the end of the day, I do like Justin Herbert a lot. So when you're at the turn, you can't really play the ADP. You have to just take your guys and, you know, whoever follows you, that's just how it goes. And that's sometimes true. you might get guys that just show up at the end of the round inexplicably, and then you just grab them without hesitation. So it, exactly. it, I think, and, and, yeah, the ADP game is important. You're saying? And, of course, of course, Thunder, you had to take Cortland Sutton right there, of course. He's <laughs> listening. We're talking about it. All right. right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my guy, Shiraz. He's definitely listening. And he definitely took Courtney Sun just to spite me. And I'm going to DM him after <laughs> this. And I'm going to let him know what's up. Right. <laughs> All right. So two guys I wanted, Courtney Sutton and Marquise Brown, both came off the board right behind me. Lamar Jackson, followed by Josh Jacobs. Uh, and now I am on the clock. Uh, and, and I like Amari Cooper here, man. I'm looking at Amari Cooper here. I'm looking at Chris Godwin. Um, you know, I like Jalen Hurts in the fifth round. Like, I'm cool with that. But right. the fact that these wide receivers are on the board, you know, I I, I I do like these guys. So I'm going to go with Amari Cooper right here in the fifth round. I think it's pretty good value. Uh, and I think I have my three wide receivers pretty much locked in right now. T. Higgins, right. Uh, Jalen Waddle, and Amari Cooper. Yeah, I think there's plenty of upside there. I mean, T. Higgins is on a great offense. And I think that Jamar Chase and T. Higgins are going to kind of trade back and forth. They'll go wide receiver one, wide receiver two. They can go either way every week. They're pretty much wide receiver one A, one B. You know, they're both liable to put up 30 points out of nowhere. I think they'll be good. Um, I like Jalen Waddle. Amari Cooper, I think you might have to wait until Deshaun Watson comes back before you start seeing the production that you need, but, you know, better late than never. <laughs> so. but, but let me ask you a question. Do you think Amari Cooper can put up top, you know, 36 weeks? He's my wide receiver three. Actually, you know what? Hold off, hold off on that. You're on the clock. Right. So now I'm kind of here and I'm looking. I only have David Montgomery. And after this kind of, these next three running backs, we have J.K. Dobbins, Elijah Mitchell, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. There's not really much else there that I'm liking. So I think I'm going to take J.K. Dobbins and roll the dice and hope for some upside there because I know he, he could be starting on pop. He might not be ready for week one. He said he was going to be ready for week one. I have David Montgomery. If, I, if he has to take two weeks off, I'm okay with that. And now, ooh, see, I want to take Dalton Schultz, but I already have C.D. Lamb. And I don't want to spread myself out like that. So I'm probably going to turn around. I'm going to, I'm going to try Chris Godwin. That's a great pick. That's what so I think that, I'm going to do. Who, that's who I would have went with as well. I think Chris Godwin getting him in the sixth round there when there's a good chance that he is uh, available. Like he's not practicing right now, but right. He, you know, he wasn't placed in the pup and he's making pretty good strides in his recovery. So that's exactly the pick I would have made right there. Uh, right. And that, you know, I'll, if you look at all the players that are on the on the board right now, like he has the most upside. So that's I feel like right. that was a no-brainer pick. And that's the the only thing that makes me a little nervous about those two picks right there at the turn. You know, I'm counting on both of them coming back from injury and you know, hitting that upside that I'm hoping that they should. Um I, I think that the risk is kind of offset. I have Stefan Diggs, I have CeeDee Lamb as my wide receiver one and two. So having Chris Rock Goblin as a wide receiver three, I think he'll return plenty to make that pick worth it. Right, right. Okay, so can you answer this question right here from Alpha 1102? What's the highest you, you would take Justin Jefferson in drafts? The highest that I would take Justin Jefferson? Yep. See, so I, I think it's, like I said, I think I talked about this on a podcast episode, I think, last week. And it was, there's the big five or six running backs to start. Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris. 
I think at one seven is the highest I'd take Justin Jefferson. I think he is my ranked. He, I think he's ranked as my number one wide receiver right now. But I think that with these settings, with these roster settings, that's where I'd have to go. And you're on the clock, so let's see. Um, uh, so I'm on the clock here. I like Dalton Schultz here, but I, I just feel like the receipt, the wide receiver value is just too high for me to kind of pass on right now. I like a bunch of wide receivers here. Um, I like Amon Ross St. Brown. I like Juju. I'm going to go Amon Ra here. Um, I like Amon Ross St. Brown okay. in this range. I like Rashad Bateman in this range. I like uh, a few guys. Now, I have to keep in mind that a lot of these guys are who are drafting with us are watching the stream at the same time. So I don't want to, I don't want to give up too much. You know what I'm saying? Because I want right, to right. come. You know, I want to have a good team here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I do feel like four wide receivers. So I'm happy with my team so far. How do you feel about your team? Like you have, you, so you got three wide receivers. You got Stefan Diggs, CD Lamb, and Chris Gowan, David Montgomery, and J.K. Dobbins as your running back, and then you have Justin Herbert as your quarterback you don't have a tight end yet right and that like i said i've talked about this before I, i'm more of a guy to take tight ends later in the draft i don't really pr- place a premium on them so I, I love justin herbert as my quarterback he's gonna start every week he's gonna be great i love him i think he could be qb1 and that's why i took him cd lamb and stefan diggs i think are a perfect upside versus floor combo right there at one two and I think they're, they're both going to do very well. The running backs are the only thing that makes me a little iffy. I wasn't expecting Cam Akers and Brees Hall to go that early because I was hoping to maybe get one or one or both right. of them where I was. So we'll have to see. If well, that- well, one thing that we have to kind of keep in mind is that when we're so used to playing best ball and underdog, these wide receivers kind of come off the board a little bit earlier. And these running backs tend to fall a little bit because of the upside, right? So right. We're, we're used to David Montgomery potentially falling, you know, in the end of the fourth round. You had to pick him at the end of the third. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, um, I, I wasn't going to let that go either. I couldn't, you know, wait on running backs because by the time it comes around, say I didn't take David Montgomery, the next guy available would have been, I guess, yeah, J.K. Dobbins would have been my RB one. I, I didn't want that. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. So I'm glad I'm glad you ended up taking him. Um, so there are a few guys here that I like. Uh, listen, like we're we're coming into the seventh round here, so it, you know I I feel like I'm just going to continue to pluck wide receivers off the board. You know what I mean? Right. That's just how I feel. Like it's just there's so many wide receivers in these middle rounds that I like, um, that I just want to have. Like mm-hmm. I, I I like taking a guy like for example like Miles Sanders here. Well, Miles Sanders just came off the board, right? But Miles Sanders in the seventh round isn't terrible to me because there is some upside there. Um, but I like Rashad Bateman here, and that's who I'm going to go with. That's you what know, I was Gabriel say. He Davis, fell right in your lap. <laughs> yeah, he really did. Gabriel Davis, you know, uh, you know, he usually doesn't fall this far. Um, I wasn't going to take him anyway, but it's just interesting to see him falling all the way to the seventh round in a twelve team league. So. Right. So Rashad Bateman here, yeah. So, uh, you know, so TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, and Dalton Schultz came off the board between this pick and my last pick. So at this point, you know, I'm probably going to be, obviously, I have no choice. I'm going to be waiting on tight end, right? The next available tight end is Dawson Knox and Zach Ertz. That's where I'm at, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Elijah Moore. Dang it. I wanted him. (laughs) <laughs> Elijah Moore came. Elijah Moore came off the board. Now I do have, you know, it's funny because I would have taken Elijah Moore over Rashad Bateman there, mm-hmm. uh, but for whatever reason, I just didn't see him. <laughs> I just didn't see Elijah Moore uh, on the board. Maybe I had to reach. I had to like scroll down a little bit more. Uh, right. But but yeah, no, I 
I'm fine with Rashad Bateman. I actually have these guys ranked back to back in my rankings, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm fine with it. But I'm a, I'm I'm a big fan of Elijah Moore this year. All right, so I just grabbed Kareem Hunt, and I know I talked about just having him. Any if anything would happen to Nick Chubb, you know he's a instant plug and play RB one. He's gonna be fine. I think he has standalone value too, so I'm just gonna take him. You know I can rotate him and J.K. Dobbins in and out if I need to, and just kind of go with my gut each week with them. I'm looking to get a wide receiver here, and I, I think I'm gonna take Hunter Renfro, just because Derek Carr obviously likes to throw to him. They have a, they have chemistry, you know. And he was he was very good. He was underrated. I don't think people realize how good he was last year. He was very good. He actually, I think he outscored, was it Darren Waller? He was like the number one target pretty much on that offense. Yeah. So I, I'm happy taking him in the eighth round. You know, I have receivers I'm happy starting right now, but he's going to be a nice option. I could throw him in at flex and be comfortable each week. Yeah, and you never know, man. Like he ha- he still has the upside to be a you know a top twenty four receiver. Like he has right. upside. You know, he he did it last year. We're assuming that he's going to fall off because Devonta Adams coming in, all that kind of stuff. But that at least you have that potential, you know, yeah. you know, for him to come through. Um, okay, so I'm sitting here. How much time do I have? Not that much. Ten you seconds. Ten seconds. <laughs> uh, so I, I need a running back here. The guy I'm going to go with is Chase Edmonds. Um, right now, uh, you know, he's my third running back, and I'm happy taking a starting running back you know, for uh, a good run scheme right. in the eighth, in the middle of the eighth round as my third running back since, you know, I, 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 I needed a running back pretty badly here. So my options were him, Rashad Benny, Rashad Penny, Melvin Gordon, James Cook, Ramondre Stevenson. Now we got to keep in mind that this is a half PPR. So Edmonds might not have as much value as, you know, some of these other guys on the board. Right. <clears throat> but at the same time, um, I'm happy taking him because I think he's going to get enough opportunity to at least be, you know, top 24, top 28 option, uh, even in half-point PPR. Right. Oh, Rashad Penny just came up the board. I didn't even see that. I was kind of keying in on him. I wanted to see if I could get him really. Like, right. I don't, it doesn't look like he's going to, obviously, because he's off the board. Um, I'm interested because you don't have a quarterback or tight end on your roster yet. So how are you feeling about that? Do you think what – do you, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I know you're pretty I, I, happy. I'm okay. I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it because there are still some guys I'm willing to take. You know, the thing is, like, I was hoping that Zach Ertz would come back to me. That's right. like kind of like one of the last guys that I wanted. Um, but I'd rather get the running back depth because I can kind of like at, at, at this point at tight end, you know, there's nothing that's kind of guaranteed. You mm-hmm. know, so I'd rather just take the running back who I know is going to get an opportunity and then. In terms of tight end, I can figure that out. You know, at this point of the draft, you're kind of like at the point where, okay, I'll take my shot, but if I have to stream, I'm going to stream, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no panic at this point when it comes to tight end. I'm right. okay with it. Now, Garrett Wilson came off the board. Traylon Burks came off the board. Sky Moore came off the board. James Cook came off the board. It's a bunch of rookies coming off the board, uh, you know, between the eighth and the ninth round. I'm on the board yeah. now. I mentioned Dawson Knox. I think, you know, I did have him ranked as my, you know, tight end 10. This year, so mm-hmm. I'm happy taking him in the ninth round. He's one yeah. of like the last guys I'm somewhat confident in, you know, who can be a big part of their offense. So getting a piece of this Bills passing offense uh, in the ninth round, I'm happy. Right. I, I mean, I'm I'm eyeing up another tight end, but I'm not going to say who just yet. Don't. You know, I'm kind of holding it. out hope, kind of holding out hope on this guy, but um, we'll have to see how that goes. 
<laughs> so there's all right. Okay. Mm. I also have I have two ideas now. I'm kind of looking at. I'm interested. Okay. Melvin Gordon coming off the board. Not bad. All right. Pat, I like Pat, I like I like James Cook here. Ramondre Stevenson's a great pick in the ninth round. I love yeah. that pick. No, I'm with you there. That, that is, especially with the way the reports have been coming out of Patriots camp. Yeah. Not only does he have a role, but he's looking good too. Yeah. Oh, come on. Please don't do it. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's see if Zach gets sniped here. Let's see if Zach gets sniped. One pick before Zach. He's at the he's gonna be at the nine ten turn. Madison. All right. So I'm fine. If I really want to, I don't know if I really want to reach on this guy, but I kind of do. I mean, do it. Yeah. Do so it, you, this might be a big reach, but this is a guy I kind of see having, you know, you talk about kind of being a guaranteed thing. There's not much being a guaranteed thing. I mean, I think Albert Okwebenov, great tight end. He has a good quarterback now and he's in line for work in Denver. I, I, I don't think he'll be a bad option for me, you know. I think compared to what other guys might not even be starting. So, and then also, mm, I'm with you. This is tempting. This is tempting. I, I think I'm going to pull the trigger just because this is a mock draft, but I'm going to take Trey Lance Ooh. to kind of back up, you know, Justin Herbert. I don't know what he's doing down here. I didn't think he's going to make it down here, but if anything would happen to Justin Herbert, uh, I'm taking Trey Lance or Trey Lance really pans out. You know, he has the rushing upside that Justin Herbert might not necessarily have. So I'm feeling pretty good now with my options at quarterback. I'm not, I'm not sweating anything. <laughs> I was not expecting you to take Trey Lance there. That was going to be my pick in this round. Ooh. I would have loved Trey Lance to 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 come back to me. I don't know if any of these other guys. Well, Cam's burner who picks at the ten four, he could have picked Trey Lance as well because he doesn't he doesn't have a quarterback. Right. Uh, Kadarius Tony uh, <laughs> would have been another one of my options there. So I got sniped once again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isaiah Spiller was taken right before him. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, uh, I think Cam's burner was aiming for Trey Lance. He was because he just took, <laughs> he Aaron, took Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, there you go. There you go. So the best guys on the board right now: Brandon Ayuk, Chase Claypool, Christian Watson, Russell Gage, Mike Gesicki, Derek Carr, Michael Carter, Ronald Jones, Damian Pierce, James Robinson. So a couple guys: Ronald Jones taken right before me. Another snipe. That's the guy I was aiming for. Oh my goodness! I, I, I heard um some reports about Ronald Jones that you know he was actually maybe a cut candidate. I saw I saw like a report somewhere or someone yeah that he wasn't looking too good. I saw that too. Uh, but I also saw that he was competing for the the starting job as well. <laughs> and he, <laughs> I guess it's true. Getting, yeah, and he and he's getting reps with the first team. So yeah, right. I think it's all over the place. But it seems to me like he has he has a pretty good shot at at winning the job. Um, but don't. Don't hey man, don't sleep on Isaiah Pacheco. This dude, pass catching running back out of college, rookie. Right. I think he's undrafted. If not, or was he drafted in the fifth, sixth round? I forgot. But uh, he's playing with the first team, and he's a pass catcher. So that's somebody mm-hmm. to keep an eye on. By the way, potential deep sleeper. Potential deep sleeper right there. By the way, uh, so after Ronald Jones was taken, uh, I took Kirk Cousins in the tenth round. Uh, I took him. If Aaron Rodgers was on the board, I think I still would have took Kirk Cousins. I like him mm-hmm. a lot this year. I think the offense is is going to be pass pass first, pass heavy. They're going to be quicker. They're not going to be slow. And he has the weapons. Uh, so I'm happy with him there. So, so far, I'm pretty happy with my team. So All I'm, right. I'm th- three picks away. Um, 
let's see. Rashad White got taken. That's somebody that I was aiming for. Uh, Damian Pierce would have been a, a, a decent pick as well. You know, if he were if he were to pan out and beat Marlon Mack, I want to see what that competition looks like. You know, between mm-hmm. uh, Damian Pierce and 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 Marlon Mack uh, in 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 uh, in training camp. Right. Uh, and I, I, by the way, I don't go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, you, no, you go ahead. I, I was going to say about Damian Pierce and Marlon Mack. I don't know if the Texans' offense is going to be as bad as a lot of people are, you know, pinning it to be. Because, like I said, if Davis Mills takes that step forward. And Brandon Cooks is still there, you know. That'll be plenty in the passing game, I think. I don't think they're going to be as bad as a lot of people are maybe saying or expecting. I think that there could be value in the running backs there. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. It's very possible, especially if da- if Damian Pierce is going to have a role in the in the receiving game. You know, right. I would. You know, I could totally see that panning out. Oh, I'm on the clock. Here we go. Let's see. Um, let's go with Daryl Henderson. I'm taking Daryl Henderson here. Is that a little bit of reach? Maybe. I don't know. But I need some running back depth, right? Yeah. I can't I can't go further in this draft without having running back depth here. Daryl Henderson, I don't think he's going to have a huge role on the mm-hmm. Rams offense unless Cam Akers were to get hurt. So he is one of the elite handcuffs because you know that if Cam Akers were to get hurt, Daryl Henderson is going to get all the work, right? right. So uh, that's the that's kind of the – that's kind of why I picked him and why he would be sitting on my bench all year long. He's one of yeah. my guys that I would just stash, keep him there forever. Don't drop him. He has trade value. Keep him on your roster. Now, I don't think that Daryl Henderson is going to be just like off the field, you know, like Cam Akers, yes, he's going to be a workhorse, but I think Daryl Henderson is going to be enough work that he's not just, you know, an afterthought. Do you think that he'll have standalone value though? See, that's why I didn't say standalone value. I wanted to, but I don't think he's going to. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't he, think so either. Right, unless he gets more catches than I'm, I'm anticipating, I don't think he has a standalone value. I said that he is, you know, you know, he could have a role in the offense. I just don't know if it's right. enough to make make him a standalone value player. All right, so I'm, I'm on the clock. clock. Hmm. Looking around. The, by the way, we're at the 11-12 turn. Right, Rondell Moore kind of calls out to me a bit here, but I don't really have um, a running back. So I'm, I'm going to take Michael Carter and take okay. the handcuff for my guy, Brees Hall, who I really wanted to take earlier, but, you know, he didn't even make it to me. So <laughs> I'll take the next best thing in New York. And then I said, Rondo Moore is calling out to me. I kind of want to take him. And I'm looking down the board. Kenneth Gainwell? No. Nah. Rondell Moore. Oh, see, like, see, man, Rondell Moore, dude, great pick right there. Love that pick. He's gonna be a full time, full time starter this year because it's slot starter, maybe. Yeah, Yeah. but but they run, they run nothing but eleven and ten personnel, so he's gonna be on the field all the time, right? You know, and 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 that's Um, target central. I think he's young and he's gonna take another step. So you know, exactly that, especially with uh, what's his name, DeAndre Hopkins, not there at least for the first few games. I mean, he could he could be a nice little addition to the team. He can help carry the team a little bit below for a few weeks. <laughs> I love these little sound effects from sleeping right. when somebody doesn't make a pick. Uh, right. So, so by the way, after I went, after I picked Daryl Henderson, uh, Tyler Boyd got Tyler Boyd got taken by Cam's burner. Mm-hmm. Tyler Boyd would have been my pick uh, in the eleventh round over Daryl Henderson if I didn't already have T Higgins. Right. Um, if I didn't have a piece of that Bengals offense, I think. Uh, Tyler Boyd would have been somebody that I'm, I would be very interested in. Kenny Gainwell, Jarvis Landry just got, came off the board. Uh, I am now on the clock. 
I don't know how long Michael Gallup is going to be off the field for, right? And I really like him. Now, if you have an IR spot, he's a good pick right here, right? I think so, And I I could go ahead and just decide that we have an IR spot in this moment. Uh, And I'm going to do that. I'm going to assume that I have (laughs) an IR spot. executive (laughs) power. He is... Uh, I'm going to pick Michael Gallup because we have an IR spot. I don't know if I told you guys. We have an IR spot. So <laughs> uh, Michael Gallup is going right in that IR spot to start the year. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, you know, they obviously lost to Mari Cooper, right? Uh, there's going to be targets to go around. C.D. Lamb is going to get his. Dalton Schultz is going to get his. But, you know, once Michael Gallup is back, maybe right. that takes a little while. Maybe it takes a, takes a few weeks. Um, could Could go into October, potentially. We don't mm-hmm. know. The fact that he basically said that, like, no, I'm not going to be ready for week one tells you that, you know, he probably won't be ready for week two either. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, uh, I, I so don't think they chance. have any reason yeah. to rush him back either. I mean, I, I think, don't think so. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so something that I noticed, you know, right after my pick, Rondell Moore, Deshaun Watson came off the board. Yes. And that's the 12th round right after the turn. I think that's pretty much right about where he should be going. I mean. With the news, it's six right now. As things stands, it's six weeks for suspension, and apparently, it's up in the air. Could go more, could go less. Um, I, I think that's a fair choice. If it get if he gets any more games suspended, if he has to miss any more time, then I don't know if he's really worth a draft pick. I mean, what do you? Yeah, think? it's just tough, man. I just don't want to hold him on my bench for six weeks. You know, in right. one quarterback week, like who? Like if I have Stafford, if I have Cousins, if I have. Trey Lance, if I have Aaron Rodgers, if I have Derek Carr, even like Deshaun Watson is going to give you how many more points than those guys? Like three, two, one, right? Yeah, uh, you know, on a, on a on a per game basis. Like, is it worth him Come just on. hanging out on your bench like for six weeks? No, I don't think so. Every single, mm-hmm. I want to use that bench spot. That these bench spots are so valuable, dude. Like, I want a running back in that bench spot so that if somebody gets hurt, you know, I have the backup, and now I have a top, you know, fifteen option. <laughs> yeah. any given week that'll help me win the week you know right. i don't want deshaun watson just sitting on my bench um this entire time so george pickens and jahan dotson two upside rookies just came off the board right before me um so i'm gonna go ahead and kind of scroll down this list here see see who's available um until somebody kind of you know stands out to me i don't see anybody right. standing out to me to be honest with you um the guy that does stand out to me here is gerald everett yeah um Julio Jones and Gerald Everett are the two guys that stand out. I'm taking Gerald Everett here. Listen, I got, I had, I drafted Dawson Knox. He is not a slam dunk, right? Right. Hopefully, he'll be running 100 percent of, you know, he'll have 100 percent route participation. That's the hope. Um, but I mean, I don't, who else do they have? You know, in Buffalo, I, I think that he's the best bet. Yeah, I mean, I mean they have over my guy. They drafted <laughs> uh, what's his name? I mean, they they signed uh, OJ Howard. OJ Howard, you know. The reports behind him aren't great either, so that's that's a good thing for him. But Gerald Everett, you know, has a bunch of upside, you know, in on the Chargers. So I want a piece of that. You know, it is possible right. that Gerald Everett is a better fantasy option than than Dawson Knox. So it's worth it's, it's worth uh, taking him, especially when you're taking these late tight ends. Like maybe get another have another option, so you have a better chance at you know right. making a difference at that position. All right, you're on the clock. So Th- I got 13, my perfect one too. I think right here. I mean, I have Albert. I have Alberto. I'm not psyched about him. So I'll take another guy that I was talking about a little bit, a little while ago, Irv Smith, you know, give me a little rotation right there. I think that he has the upside that I'm looking for. And, you know, 13th round can't get hurt. And then actually 
I'm going to go with my last pick of this draft. I'm going to go Jacoby Myers because, you know, he's pretty much the wide receiver one there as like things it. stand. I mean, unless Devontae Parker comes out and, you know, looks ageless, I, I, I see Jacoby Myers as the wide receiver one or at least the closest thing to it. And if Bill mm-hmm. Belichick is right about Mac Jones looking polished and much better, I mean, I like his odds to finish as a wide receiver three easily or, you know, yeah. if, if things go go well, if he actually – Catches some touchdowns, maybe a wide receiver too, in a parallel dimension. But as the last pick of the draft, I feel like you can't go wrong. And you're on the clock. No, you can't. You can't. Oh, I'm on the clock already. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to keep going. Oh, here we go. I found somebody there like Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell has been the wow. love, lo- lo- the love of my life for like two straight seasons. He disappointed, <laughs> obviously, because he couldn't stay healthy. And it was right. just a matter of like how, like, I would ask myself, I'm like, dude, can you continue to sing the praises? Of Paris Campbell, can you continue right. to do that, like in good faith? And the answer is, <laughs> I'm going to continue Maybe. it. <laughs> <laughs> now that he's killing it in training camp with a better quarterback and Matt Ryan, like I'm, I'm excited. Now, right. uh, that was it. We don't have any more picks, and the reason why is because we're not, we don't have a kicker, we don't have a, uh, a defense, so we're only down to 14 rounds. Now, I'm looking at my team here. I only have, I only have four running backs. How many do you have? You have four running backs. Too. I have four too. So. Yeah. I have Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Chase Edmonds, and Dal Henderson. That's good, but you know, I might have, I might want some more running backs, right? Like maybe I think right. five is a good number, you know, at least, right? Yeah, especially, uh, yeah, I, I think so. You know what I mean? Uh, but I do think that guys like Michael Gallup, Paris Campbell, <laughs> Gerald Everett, at least they have up, uh, upside, right? Um, mm-hmm. All right, the draft, draft is officially over. Thank you to everybody who actually uh, participated in the draft. Feel free to leave or stay or whatever but uh we can kind of review this a little bit so zach right. why don't you go over your team real quick uh and go, go position by position and let me know what values what what picks you liked what what picks you didn't what what you might have done a little bit a little bit better right so i love my quarterbacks and you know if, if i had to go and assign maybe a letter grade to each of my position groups i give my quarterbacks an a plus i think I think yes. Justin Herbert is the perfect guy to be your fantasy quarterback all year. You don't have to worry about him. You know, he's going to show up. He's going to score a lot of points, and that's the way he's going to be. He's young. He's on a great offense. I don't think you can really go wrong with him. And then Trey Lance, we don't obviously know um, how he's going to do. He showed us a lot of things that we did like, especially with the rushing upside. I think that the rushing upside of Trey Lance and just the nice, safe floor of Justin Herbert's canyon of an arm, perfect combination. I'm happy with my quarterbacks. Running backs, different story. I'm tempted to give myself a C plus here because Dave Montgomery is my one. Um, Being honest, I like it. Yeah, I'm decently confident in Dave Montgomery, but outside of that, you know, J.K. Dobbins, he'd really have to show up. I think I may have missed on Kareem Hunt. I probably should have taken Rashad Penny. I probably would have been happier. I just didn't see him. I fell victim to the ADP game. You you think so? I disagree. I disagree. I like the Kareem Hunt pick because I think Kareem Hunt ends up having more upside than Rashad Penny. Uh, I don't see a world where Rashad Penny has like a workhorse type role. He's also going to be on a bad offense. At least the That's Browns, true. good offense. If Nick Chubb were to get hurt, Kareem Hunt has a ton of upside. And no, no, with Deshaun Watson, if the, both these running backs, if this offense starts clicking, Kareem Hunt could have some value. So I actually like that pick over Rashad Penny. And like you said, he has, um, you know, he could very well be a trade candidate come the deadline. Yeah. So and, and, I, I, can I say one more thing on that? Like, yeah. In your situation, right? Like, if you find yourself in a situation that Zach was in, David Montgomery, J.K. Dobbins, you kind of got to swing for the fences, man. You know, and I think right. Kareem Hunt is more of that pick than Rashad Penny. 
That's, that's, that's just how I feel, especially given the fact that he's probably sharing on early downs, right, on a bad offense. <laughs> that's not the combination yeah. that you're looking for. That's true. Yeah, no, no, okay, so you kind of – I don't think it's enough to push me to a B- yet. I think my running backs are still – No, it's quiet. not. But uh, <laughs> Michael Carter, you know, you know, he's my late-round handcuff. Hopefully, I want Brees Hall to stay healthy. But if anything happens to him, I think Michael Carter's kind of their go-to there. Receivers I'm very happy with. I mean, I give myself B+. Plus. A minus, depending on how Chris Godwin pans out. You know, if he comes out and he plays like Chris Godwin, I think it's an A minus. As things stand right now, because we don't know, I think B plus is safe. I like Stefan Diggs. I like CD Lamb. I think that's good. And then tight ends. Mm. I don't want to give myself a D plus, but no, I, th- I think I, I think, think you're in the C range. C. Yeah, I yeah. think it's a C. Yeah. I think the upside because of Irv Smith in the 13th round. I think that was really good value, especially you know, given my situation. Albert O was kind of my, you know what, let's hope this guy plays the majority of the snaps, get most of the targets. I know Greg Dol- Dolchich was drafted there. He's, you know, super athletic too. So it seems like the Buck, the Buck not Buckers, Bronco, Broncos are going athletic at tight end. Um, hopefully Albert O can pan out. I think it'll be okay. Yeah, if I think I so. To- I, I honestly, like, and, and I liked your strategy because you ended up taking two of those tight ends right late. So right. if you're, you know, with Albert O, like you like him, and if you had mm-hmm. to guess that he, if he's going to, you know, pan out this year, you're going to guess yes. But we know that, you know, not everything is going to happen. So right. the fact that you took two shots, one on Albert O, one on Irv Smith, and hopefully one of those two pan out. And I kind of followed a similar strategy as well. Right. If I had to give myself an overall grade, and I think we could kind of turn around and do this for your team too. You could talk us through that. But if I had to give myself an overall grade, I think um, I think I'm at a solid B, B plus. You know, I'm feeling good. The upside, me the the hopeful side of me wants to say B plus. And I think that's fair because I love my quarterbacks. I love my receivers. And that's kind of what my plan is. That's who I want to drive my scoring on my team, the way I want to build it, especially at the turn. So I I don't want to call this zero running back because I took David Montgomery in the third round, but it pretty much was my swing at zero running back. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of yeah. We, once you have David Montgomery as your RB one, it's almost a, a zero RB RB build by right. default. <laughs> yeah. All right. So All right. I'm seeing before we kind of jump into yours, loose shape sure. in the chat is saying something about Camara news that his trial was delayed two months. I don't know. Do we have a confirmation mm-hmm. on that? Let's see. I'm gonna check right now. Right. Why not talk about it live? <laughs> Why not? And also, Just yeah, uh, Benjamin Dale IV. Uh, yes, James Washington news. He did go down. Um, he needed help off the field. So I'm not really, you know, he wasn't even drafted here in this draft. I wouldn't worry too much about it. It's only good news for Jalen Tolbert, if you're asking me. <laughs> so it looks to me like, okay, so yeah, his hearing got delayed 60 days. Thank you guys for that. So Al Kamara's hearing is delayed 60 days. That is about 40 days after kickoff. And that is just going to be the first trial date. So we're looking at, no suspension this year. That's pretty much what it yeah. seems to me. That, that's what I think. And like you said about it, like the NFL can't have another Zeke situation. We talked about this on the other podcast. I think that they don't want to – I mean, if they're not going to get a ruling before a season, I think that they're just going to kind of push it. Exactly, exactly. So that's what it seems to me. So thank you guys for that. Uh, so it seems like everybody who'd been drafting Kamara on underdog in best ball drafts early seems to me like you guys got a deal. That's what it's right. And he's been falling third round, that sort of thing. And now he's going to be going around the one, two turn as he should be. And yeah, it looks like our, what Brady 
first the first guy with the first pick got Alvin Kamara at two twelve, which easily could have been three one two. So hundred percent excellent value right there. Hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, awesome, awesome. All right, let's go ahead and go over my team. Now, when you look at the one, two, three, four, five, when you look at the first seven rounds of my draft, like mm-hmm. I actually love it. I, I just love it. Like Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, T. Higgins, J- J- Jalen Waddle, Amari Cooper, Sa- Amari, uh, Amara St. Brown, Rashad Bateman. Like I love that. Yeah. The fact that I don't even have to like depend on Amara to continue his breakout or Rashad Bateman to have a breakout is awesome, right? Because mm-hmm. these two guys will be my flex options, right? Um, and this is part of why, like, when I have these type of picks, like, and I didn't pick a tight end early or I didn't pick a quarterback early, like, this is what ends up happening. You end up getting these type of picks. The fact that I can get Bateman in the seventh round is absolutely ridiculous to me. Um, I could have had him or Elijah Moore. Uh, I prefer Elijah by a hair, but either of these guys would have been great at, at, the, at this spot. Um, so I love that. Uh, in terms of my running back situation, you know, obviously Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones, solid one-two punch right there. Uh, Chase Edmonds and Dale Henderson to round out the the depth there. Uh, right. I would probably call that like a I would say like maybe like a B. I think a solid B. I think is my, for my running back situation. Uh, for my wide receiver situation, I love it. I mean, you had those yeah. guys, five guys that I mentioned, followed by Michael Gallup and Paris Campbell to round it out. I think that's a solid A right there. I think that's an A. Yeah. Um, uh, tight end situation: Dawson Knox and Gerald Everett. Ninth round pick, thirteenth round pick. That's probably like a like a C. You know, I think Dawson Knox can do his thing. Maybe maybe a, a a C plus. But Dawson Knox, you know, if he can do his thing, he needs to be more efficient than he was last year. Though last year, right towards the end of the year, he had a hundred percent, close to hundred percent route participation, but he wasn't being targeted at a high enough rate. Right. Mm-hmm. So that is my concern with Dawson Knox that he's going to be running a lot of routes, but he wasn't targeted on those routes nearly enough that, you know, from a tight end perspective, you want that to be around 20%. He was under that. Um, Gerald Everett changing teams. He has a ton of upside. I can totally see a situation where he ends up being one of the primary targets for Justin Herbert, maybe the third target or the fourth target after, you know, uh, Keenan Allen, Michael Williams and Austin Eckler. If that happens, then Gerald Everett could potentially be a top 10 tight end and potentially be a difference maker there. Um, and then I, I only drafted one quarterback, and that's Kirk Cousins. I'm happy with it. He's solid, and I think this season he provides a little bit, a little, a little spiciness, a little bit extra, given the fact that you know he has you know Justin Jefferson going into his third year. Uh, he has Adam Thielen. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. Uh, he has you know a new coaching staff and a new offensive system that's more focused on the pass game. So, right. so yeah, I, I think overall I would probably like I'm pretty happy with this team. Like I would probably give it a solid like B plus. Yeah. No. And I think I kind of want to comment on your running backs. I think you're in better shape than just like a B. You said it's a solid B for your running backs. Uh, Dalvin Cook That's and Aaron Jones, I think are awesome one, two. And I know that I've been crapping all over Chase, Chase Edmonds recently, but you know, they're yeah. receiving upsides there. If he has, if you plug him in to start, like I'm sure Dalvin Cook will get injured. Um, obviously we don't want to, you know, speculate on that, but chances are he hasn't finished the season yet. So if you do have to, you know, sub Chase Edmonds in for a week or two, I think that he'll be plenty serviceable. And Daryl Henderson so. isn't bad either. So I, I, I yeah. give you running, I give you running backs. I mean, I'd even say a minus. I, okay. I think. I think that was I like really. It. I think I think it worked out good for you, even though you like skipped it. out completely on running backs rounds three through seven. So yeah, that's true. I mean, I, honestly, Chase Edmonds kind of saved me there. 
right? Um, so if if I look at it, if I unhighlight my so who was eight six eight seven? So the next available running back after Edmonds was was Rashad Penny and James Cook. So a little bit of mm-hmm. a of a gap there. If this was full PPR, I might have taken James Cook, because uh, yeah. I love that offense and I love James Cook. But Chase Edmonds in a full PPR also has more value. So uh, yeah, no, I'm cool with that. I like it. Right. I like it. Um, okay, that's awesome, man. Like I'm glad we were able to go through all these picks. Uh, did you have any any other comments on on this draft overall? I mean, I, I think. This was a good draft overall. I mean, lots of running backs, I think, went early. It seems like the mid-rounds are going to be, you know, wide receiver heaven. I mean, I'm just looking at the board, just eyeing it up. Lots right. of blue in those middle rounds. And all of those guys from Mike Evans, you know, at 3-4, and then back down even to Gabe Davis at 7-11. Like, everybody <laughs> right, in right. there, you know, they all have potential to be wide receiver one, I feel like. It, I mean, obviously, guys true, like Drake London, you know, you're not sure how they're going to pan out, but he's in there too you know like there's so much depth at wide receiver which makes it like i mean it kind of goes counterintuitive what i've been saying about zero running back but right i, I just right. can't believe I, how much there is well you know what too it's like you know we've been doing a lot of underdog drafts too and mm-hmm. you know in real home drafts and in, in these type of leagues where you're playing on sleeper and on espn or on yahoo you know running backs get taken off the board you know quickly right and the, yeah. the fact that you can get a rashad bateman in the seventh round that never happens Right in, yeah. in an underdog an underdog draft, Elijah Moore at end of the seventh round that never happens. Gabriel Davis end of the seventh round that never happens. Right, so like it, it, this is not stuff that you would normally see, uh, but in these type of drafts, like yeah, and that's part of the reason why I think in these home leagues I do like to take these running backs early, so mm-hmm. I can nab them and then kind of work on those receivers in the middle rounds. Kind of what I did in this in this draft. Yeah, and I think that's a good that's a good strategy. Um, and my plan it did end up to... working ahead. out in this one. It did end up working out in this one. Yeah. No, I, I think it worked out really, really good for you. I, I, I think I might start. I mean, maybe I might not wait till the ninth round. Or actually, technically, pretty much the nine twelve is pretty much tenth round. Maybe not wait till that turn to take a tight end. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I hear you. I, I think we should do more of these, man. Maybe we should switch up where we're picking from, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, we continue to do these maybe once a week or something like that. And I think this was fun. Uh, I think yeah. the people, you know, whoever was in this this mock draft enjoyed it. It went pretty quick. So mm-hmm. let's just keep doing these, and then we'll kind of you know rework these strategies on purpose just to kind of see what we end up with. Right. Absolutely. And it seems like we got plenty yeah. of turnout too. So like you know, I think 100%. we'll be able to involve more people. You know. I mean, it filled sure. up, you said, seven minutes. Like we Exactly. We so I'm involved. sure there's a lot of people who wanted to join these. So let's just keep doing these and then have more people join them. Absolutely. All right. Cool, man. So I think that that'll do it for this podcast episode. Thanks to for everyone who tuned in live on YouTube as well. Appreciate you guys. Uh, yeah. So like, like, like Zach and I just said, we're going to be, be doing these until, you know, the, until the start of the season. So uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thank you so much for tuning into the upper hand fantasy podcast and watching live on YouTube. We appreciate you guys. Uh, obviously go over to Instagram at upper hand fantasy. That's where you can find most of our content and reach out to us there. Uh, and if you can review the podcast as well, if you go to Apple Podcasts, you can review the podcast. It takes just a couple minutes. That would mean to that would mean the world to us. So I appreciate you guys. So Zach, thanks a lot, brother. Yep. We'll see you guys soon. Take it easy. See ya.